to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general and uh, the mental game of golf in particular. I am Robin Seeger, the author of a number of books on the uh, mental game of golf. Um, the best-selling book was called Silent Mind Golf, uh, followed up by Silent Mind Putting. And the third book was called Golf's Moment of Truth which uh, was all about how we manage pressure. Because I think it's very easy to talk a good game, but when you're actually out there on the course, there's nowhere to hide. I think I always use the analogy, it's like uh, there are people that can be funny at a dinner party or amongst friends or even uh, acquaintances in the office. But you take that person and you put them in a nightclub at 11 o'clock in the evening under the unforgiving spotlight and a microphone and a crowd of people who don't know them, then their ability to elicit laughter from the audience is a very fine test of their ability to genuinely be funny. So being funny amongst your friends or hitting good shots in the practice ground is a very different thing from doing it for real. Naturally, I can say this because I was a stand-up comic for many years, so I do know there's a a huge difference between uh, performing well with your friends in the, the bar and doing it in a nightclub. And I must say, it doesn't always work in the nightclub setting. Sometimes you get off to a bad start, you lose your confidence, you go too fast, you go too uh, enthusiastically, you're trying to win the f- audience's appreciation, you start with your best material that you shouldn't do till later. It doesn't work. And in that case, what I found was the single best thing to do, as I discovered on the golf course, is the theme of today's uh, short little reflection. And the title of it is Slow Down. You know, in golf, we're all in a hurry to get better. We're all in a hurry to find the next new thing, the next new piece of technology, the latest development in putterhead science. And the truth of the matter is, the differences these make are microscopic and incremental. I believe the main difference they make is it either gives you more or it gives you less confidence. There are people, I mean, I can think of a number of people who've had the same putter for over 25, even 30 years. Professional golfers have used the same putter their whole careers. Now, is it because it was technologically the best putter? Well, of course not. But it was a putter that they trusted and had confidence in. But when our confidence uh, leaves us, we have a a very bad habit of searching quickly uh, to find the next thing to help us. Now, this is true in the golf course. When we get, we hit a bad shot, we tend to race to the next shot, either to try and correct our fault or, I think, to get the round over and done with as quickly as possible. There's a comedian called Lily Tomlin who once said, and I love it, for fast acting relief, Try slowing down. When I was a boy, I came across a song by Simon and Garfunkel called Feeling Groovy. As soon as I heard the song, I played it again and again and again. It became my favourite song. It just made me feel good. It calmed me down. If I was going through a little patch of teenage angst, and I... You know, I would play Feeling Groovy. I still play it now. Often before I walk on stage, I run I run it through my earphones. Though it is a wonderful melody, I was most enthralled by the sentiment of the lyric. In particular, the first line, 
only six words long. Slow down, you move too fast. When tension builds up, we speed up. We breathe a little faster, talk a little faster, move and swing a little faster. What we need to do when tension builds is slow down. Most of us have been aware during a game of losing our feel and tempo. No matter how hard we try to slow down, we seem to try to hit the ball harder than usual and we end up generally hitting a poor shot. If we accept the probability that as a consequence of being nervous or experiencing tension, we are likely to speed up from our heartbeat through to our swing, then consciously slowing ourselves down allows us to stay more in control when pressure builds. It is well known that the act of taking deep breaths in and out slows the heart's pumping and counteracts the effects of adrenaline. Equally, walking slowly and deliberately between golf shots adds to this process. In the professional game, players know the importance of slowing themselves down when under pressure, especially after a poor shot. If a player fails to get the ball out of the bunker on their first attempt, they do not step up and take an immediate thrash at it like many of us may have done in the past. They step away from the ball, reassess the shot and go through their pre-shot routine slowly and deliberately. If it's good enough for them, I think there's a lesson there for us all to learn. When we get nervous, the adrenaline in our bloodstream increases our heart rate. A consequence of this is to speed up most of our processes, both mental and physical. If we give a speech and feel nervous, we start to speak more quickly than in everyday conversation. If we are running late for a meeting, we walk quicker or drive faster than normal. I've spoken at conferences where there was a huge audience. I was a closing keynote or the opening keynote speaker. I'd rushed to get to the venue due to delays beyond my control. I'd accidentally had a coffee, which I almost never drink on an empty stomach. And I was wired before I walk on the stage. And I've been on the stage, I've given my presentation. You know, weeks later, I get sent a video of the presentation and I cannot believe how quickly I'm speaking. And yet on those times when I consciously tell myself to slow down, the difference is extraordinary. My confidence seems to be uh, more engaged and critically, I am more present in the room. If we attend an interview for a job and are asked a difficult question, we might start to answer without fully forming the response in our head and keep talking until we hopefully find it. People often ask me for advice before giving a public speech. I tell them to print at the top of the notes in big letters, breathe and speak slowly. When we're nervous, our breathing becomes shallower and we speak more quickly. We want to get through the presentation, sit down once again, because speaking in front of a group of strangers or colleagues is, for many people, a terrifying experience. When I first began speaking at large corporate events, I printed at the top of each page of my notes the very same instructions. Breathe and speak slowly. The other word I added was smile. People find it incredible that I reminded myself of such simple instructions at the head of every page. But I did, because it's so easy to forget when you're stressed. 
I did so because I knew from experience that when we are very nervous, it's easy to get what I call brain lock, when we become unable to think straight and almost freeze, as though caught in the headlights of an oncoming express train. Having these words printed at the top of each page gave me a clear, simple instruction to follow. If this happened when I was on the platform, I am pleased to say that I never experienced brain lock, but I frequently read those words when I was presenting to keep me grounded. You and I need to create a way of keeping ourselves grounded when the heat is on. Nowhere is this more important than on the golf course, in the heat of battle coming down the stretch, when the adrenaline begins to surge and we involuntarily start to walk a little faster, grip the club a little tighter and swing shorter and faster than we normally would. As I mentioned previously, the root cause of choking is the fear that something bad is going to happen. The fear, and sorry, and fear is the greatest cause of destroying a player's concentration, confidence and swing. If the fear is not checked or disabled, then it will take hold. Most people know their favorite song, seen from a movie or comedian, as these are positive emotional experiences. We all have recollections that make us smile. So when stress builds and the fear of failure appears on the horizon, any strategy we can employ to recall positive, happy thoughts and memories will take our mind and emotions away from a negative, fearful state to an optimistic, positive one. In golf, as in other sports, there are players who have not prepared themselves in terms of what to do when the nerves start interfering with the performance process and how to manage the pressure that comes when they find themselves in the lead in the back nine of a final round. A history of winning is always going to be a huge help, even if only at a junior level, as a memory of winning will be easy to recall, but these memories will restore feelings of confidence. But if we have no memories of winning, then create them. The ability to visualize winning on a regular basis gives our subconscious mind the experience of winning so when we find ourselves in a position to win, our mind has positive experiential memories already stored. With some of my sort of elite and professional clients, one of the things I do before they won a tournament or a, a, a significant tournament is to sit down and guide them through a guided visualization. You can do this too. And if you go to the online 13 week program, I've created a, a huge chunk of it is creating positive guided visualizations that in a sense give you a memory of success that you have already imagined. Though it may not be from your history, it is from your imagination, which is where all golf originates. You know, this was very true for Seve Ballesteros, who in 1990, in preparation for his fourth appearance at the Masters Championship, worked with a doctor who created subliminal visualization tapes. And these tapes were designed to help Seve see himself winning the Masters that same year. Ballesteros listened to the tape every night as he went to sleep, and it continued playing whilst he was asleep. He visualized every aspect of the tournament from arriving at the clubhouse, the sights and sounds of the tournament, the roars of the crowd, the sinking of putts, the prize giving in the butler cabin and receiving the green jacket. 
By the time he came to the back nine on the final round of the tournament, Ballesteros was 10 shots clear of the field and went on to win his first Masters. A similar thing happened to Lee Trevino during his first appearance at the Open in 1970. He told anyone who would listen he was going to win the Open Championship. And when on the final day he saw his name at the top of the leaderboard, he said he felt comfortable because he'd been saying it for so long that he believed it himself. So slowing down when things go wrong and creating positive memories of success, even through forms of guided meditation and visualization, are going to be a huge help. Because when we feel comfortable, we are more likely to be calm and relaxed and take things at a comfortable pace. When we are stressed, the opposite is true. We rush. And the more we rush, the less attention we pay to detail. Simply slowing ourselves down is a very quick method of regaining control. Combined with some deep breathing, the effects can be instant. So I hope uh, going forward, you remember these words of just slowing down, slow down your breathing, slow down your walking and slow down your thinking. It makes a huge difference. And also, if you've got a favorite song, play it in your head. For me, it's Feeling Groovy by Simon Garfunkel. And sometimes, if I'm really feeling that I'm on a roll, it's Thunderstruck by ACDC, which is amazing because I'm not a big hard rock fan. As I say at the end of every podcast, if you're serious about playing better golf or giving yourself the opportunity to play the best golf you're capable of at this stage in your career, you would do well to do a 13-week online program. And naturally, I'd say that because I wrote it, I recorded it, and I've made it available. But you do have to pay a little money, but nothing in life's free, is it? But it's a very, very well-priced uh, item. It's the Silent Mind Golf online program. You can find it at the link with this podcast, which is seagogolf.com. I'd love you to check it out. The first lesson is completely free. And um, until we speak again, enjoy your golf, enjoy things as they develop in your life, and slow down. Take it easy. Until we meet again, all the best.